Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. Hello, modern lovers. I will tell you what is not sexy, and that is being in a verbally abusive relationship. And I want you to think carefully about what verbal abuse really means, because in today's show you're going to find out that it can show up in forms you never dreamed of, and it causes no less anguish, pain, heartache, and damages your low self-esteem and triggers parts of your brain that say you're under fire if you're in a verbally abusive situation. It can happen at work. It can happen at home. It can happen with friends and family members. And if you're a parent especially, I want you to pay attention because no one deserves verbal abuse, and some of us do it without even knowing we're doing it. So that's what today's show is about. I'm going to introduce you to our guest in just a few minutes. But first, I want you to know that here in Modern Love Training, we make it our goal to give you the best information, the latest scientific information turned into tools that we call news you can use in your daily life to live your best love ever. And we mean it with all our hearts, that body, emotions, mind, and spirit. You'll be fully engaged and fully equipped to create a great love. That's what we're all about. We want you to join us for our next live training, which is this coming Saturday, July 13th. We're going to do an all-new, fabulous training called Tapping the Quantum Field, Mastering Four-Way intention. Now, if you're asking what the heck is the quantum field, some people call it the matrix. Some say the web of life. Some say the net of Indra. But it's a holographic field of energy that we occupy. And in modern science, we know we don't live in the universe. The universe lives in us. And we have to know how to work with that energetic field to have the healthiest the most powerful, successful lives, and, of course, love lives. And we have a very special guest who will be joining us, none other than the international recording star, Stephen Halpern, who created the first music ever that's healing music on the planet. I found it when I was in graduate school, and it became my playlist and helped me deal with the anxiety, the stress of completing my doctoral training, and I am forever Grateful to Stephen, I've had the chance to work with him on a number of projects over the years. He's going to give us a special private concert of music that helps us to open to our own energy and the quantum field. So join us, go to Eventbrite right now, grab your seat. You do not want to miss this opportunity to expand your own consciousness, what I call soul Evolution, S-O-L, that stands for you are a center of light. 
your being of light. All right, everybody, let's talk about verbal abuse. Think about it. Has there ever been a time in your life when somebody lashed out at you verbally or maybe more subtly said something that was hurtful? Well, we have a special person with us today who's an expert on verbal abuse. I'm going to bring her right into the show. Patricia, welcome to the show. I thank you, Dr. Brenda. It's a pleasure now, to have this opportunity to talk with your audience. You know, beautiful. to uh, learn about verbal abuse because many times um, people will be finding their relationship has become difficult, but they can't really put a finger on what's wrong and they don't know how now, to Patricia, deal with what's first, happening. How, give us your full name and the name of your book and how you got interested in verbal abuse. Yeah. Because I want everyone well, to give um, your phone in the name of the book right off the bat. Okay. My name is Patricia Evans. And the name of my first book is called The Verbally Abusive Relationship, How to Recognize It and How to Respond. And this book came out quite a long time ago. When, I, when it was released, I was on Oprah and CNN and Newsweek called it groundbreaking because it was the first book in the world, as far as we know, to describe what verbal abuse is and how it shows up in relationships. So since then, I've published four more books, so people have much more information. But verbal abuse is like the hidden side of domestic violence. So it's going to be something that usually shows up in a relationship. And verbal abuse just pursues the destruction of consciousness because it negatively defines a person. It tells so you what you are. So give us an example. Give us an example yeah. of okay. verbally abusive abuse negatively statements you, or comments. Like you're trying to start a fight. You want to argue. And um, that was the following sentence when you asked for it. Um, so when, you, when someone tells you what you are, think, feel, need, want, know, don't know, should do, um, they can, it can be abusive if it's a negative statement. Nobody can tell you what your motives are, like you're trying to start a fight or you want to argue, or you think you're so smart, or, you know, any negative comment that defines you is considered verbally abusive. And it's uh, very uh, hard sometimes to know how to deal with it right when it happens and to understand why it's happening and why would somebody do this, especially in a relationship. Because in a relationship... Now, how pervasive is it, Patricia? How pervasive is verbal abuse? Well, I have... Uh, sold a million of the first book and millions probably more. Um, I've heard personally uh, from about 50,000 women and um, about 100 men who have experienced this where they've been called all kinds of names and put down and everything by a a partner. But it's very much a thing that women comment on and call me about. So I consult to women. In fact, I I just uh, did a consult to a woman in Sweden. They're all over the world, and uh, most of the, mostly the United States. And so I do phone consultations and help them to now see where do what's happening. Learn about, where do people learn how to become verbally abusive? Is this one of those intergenerational patterns where people see it in childhood? No, they, it's then something they quite it? different. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. explained in my third book, but I want to give you a picture of it. It's as if the um, the person who's indulging in verbal abuse has lost some of his 
warm, receptive, nurturing, emotionally intelligent, intuitive self in his childhood. Maybe he's been told to shut up, quit crying, don't be a baby, told he's a wimp, he'll never amount to anything, etc., etc., etc. And so what happens is these parts of his psyche don't develop. He doesn't become emotionally intelligent. He doesn't become actively intuitive. He doesn't uh, become nurturing. He doesn't become receptive. And all the qualities and the parts of his functions that didn't develop coalesce in his unconscious and are projected into his partner. So she is the rest of him. But what you're describing is verbal abuse. That is a child that's being verbally abused, being told to be quiet and don't speak. Well, almost all abusers have an absent, all, all male abusers that I've heard of usually have an absent or a controlling father. They're usually told, you're, oh, you're never going to mount anything. You're doing it all wrong. How come you got a B? You should have got an A. How come you didn't win the score on the game? How come you were a better football player? You know, they're constantly berated. And, and so uh, when that happens, so it's, uh, it takes away their ability to develop their emotional awareness. They're told, if they, you know, to quit crying or you're going to be in trouble. And so they right, and then the other side function. of it is, of course, here we have this the learning from modeling. If somebody talks to you that way, not only do you not develop emotionally, but you actually have that as a model of how to. They, treat they may, they may, but they usually. What usually happens is um, they project this lost self into their partner, and she becomes an extension of their mind. And once she's an extension. It, it, if she does if says anything that doesn't match their mind, the abuser feels attacked, and he doesn't know he feel, why he's feeling attacked because he forms an instant confabulation, and a confabulation is recorded like memory. So once he's decided um, you're trying to one up me, or uh, you like she might say, "Oh, hun, did you see if the mail came when you came in?" And he might say. Um, what do you expect me to do? Keep track of your mail? You know, and he could blow up at her. And because he, the rest of him, because he so made her an extension, the rest of him already knows if he saw the mail. So who's this asking him if he saw the mail? So part of him has gone missing. This is a little complicated, so I suggest you read Controlling People to really understand it. However, when he feels so you're saying that verbal abuse hold on hold on you're saying that verbal abuse is also part of a system of control you just said it's all about people. control if if he if okay. she shows up as if she's a separate person part of him goes missing he feels attacked he forms a confabulation to explain to himself like all you want me to do is keep track of your mail for you all she did was say, did you see if the mail came? But at you know, the root of uh, this, what you're saying is that part of that person, I really want our audience to get this. What you're mm-hmm. saying is that part of that person is missing. Therefore, yeah. when somebody else says something, they already feel, I'm going to use different language, they already feel less than. They already feel incomplete. They already feel not good enough. I don't know if they And do that. anything that's that, incoming, I'm just no, checking. No, part of them is Hold going on, missing. Because Okay, if but you take part of your way? psyche, if you take okay. a, a part of uh-huh. your psyche and you put it into someone else's psyche, you project it there, and that person shows up as if they're a separate person and they're not acting like you expect them to act, 
then they are a whole person, and the whole part of you that when it was projected into that person disappears. And as soon as it disappears, it's like half of them is gone. You just about killed me is the way the abuser feels because you expected, you know, it's like let's say they're riding in a car and he's driving, and his projection, his partner, is going to be is right on his right. And he looks out his window on the left because he's driving, and he says, oh, the leaves are changing. And she turns and looks out her window on the right. He may feel like she just about killed him because the whole, his, his projection was going to look out his window. So who's this looking over there? Who's so this what looking you're saying over is that the partner is just a projection for that other person. Yeah. Something that and they that, need to feel complete to feel like they're whole they have to feel and if like that you're the part rest of them, them that they're projecting, if that part mm-hmm. of them that they're projecting isn't cooperating, so to speak. Right. So and what and are so they some can of feel the worst kinds of well let's what are some of the your worst individuality kinds of verbal it's abuse that thing. you've seen? I'm sorry. That your individuality triggers the abuser. Your individuality okay. that when you, you show up as a separate, separate person, person when you right. look to the wow. right instead of the left. Now Here's a That's little quick intense. story to make it really clear for our audience. A man called okay. me, and he said, wow, he said, now I know why. I just read your, your book, Controlling People. Now I know why I threw my wife to the ground. I said, really, what happened? He said, well, I got home from work early, and I love to cook. I was cooking up a storm, had all the burners going. Then my wife came in from work. She said hi, and I said hi. Then she looked down at the mail, and I went in a rage and threw the floor. Now I know why. My projection was going to walk over and say, can I help you with the cooking? And suddenly his whole evening fell apart. His reality fell apart. This woman is standing there looking at the mail or, you know, that's on the table instead of uh, coming over and saying, can I help you or we'll have a little cook time together, a, a romantic time. All of a sudden she shows up as a separate person, and that is a real story. That is exactly wow. what happened. Yeah. So, so it can be. So most of the time they feel abuse. attacked. Yeah. What's that? Right. For people most who of, have suffered verbal abuse, what what's the impact on that person? On that person, well, they they lose their confidence. They feel like something it must be wrong with them, and they feel if they finally recognize it, they may feel very embarrassed to tell anybody because. They don't quite understand why it's still happening or how they put up with it or whatever. It's very devastating. You know, verbal abuse avidly pursues the destruction of consciousness. And so they become closed down and afraid and timid and hard. They can't live their life. It can be many, many women have told me it was worse than physical abuse. And one woman said, I'm on my way out of the hospital now. I had a broken jaw from physical abuse but I want you to know that verbal abuse was worse. So it's uh, wow. It just, see, from senseless accusations and wounding words to confusing comments and cruel implications, verbal abuse erodes the minds of millions. So and it's it just, more confusing. And, you're saying it's more confusing even than physical abuse. Oh, yeah. Physical, there's a lot of women who say, I wish he'd hit me, and then I could just show the police I've been hit, and I could get away and everything. But nobody believes me with what's going on, because another thing about an abuser is they usually um, 
have developed a perfected persona. In other words, if people are around, they're Mr. Nice Guy, Mr. Wonderful, Mr. Give Your Shirt Off Your Back kind of guy. Now, I'm saying he because the majority of the 98% of the people who call me are women complaining about being verbal abuse. So it's naturally I know their stories and so forth. But if you're a man listening to this and you're feeling... uh, once in a great while, maybe one or two cases a year, I will hear from a guy who's being called all kinds of names and, you know, really, yeah, I really can imagine being there are women who indulge in the same blood sport. So what have you found is helpful to people yeah. who to are help, A, yeah, suffering abuse, and then okay. what do you do if you are somebody who's an abuser? Yeah, is there first a way thing out you of do it? is you go on my site and up at the top is my phone number at verbalabuse.com to contact me. If you are in a verbally abusive relationship, we figure that out real quick. You know, sometimes people aren't sure. And then what I do is I will be able to show you not only explaining what's wrong with him and so forth, but how to do an intervention. And if you do the intervention, most of the time the guy will realize, oh, I said this and this and this and this and this, you know, and and then she'll give him a card and say to call me to get help. And then what I will do is I will say the most important question to be answered in this guy's mind is how come he didn't feel crazy when he told his partner what she thought? How come he didn't feel crazy when he told his partner what she wanted, like he want to argue? And, mm-hmm. you know, why? How? And then once he understands about the projection and so forth, then he can get into intensive therapy. And so I have a whole program for these guys. And if they follow through and do everything, like uh, when I had to call because I called his wife Well, well hold on from, one second. How do you get somebody who doesn't believe they have a problem to get because into everybody in the neighborhood? Because I found that, I just want to say, I have found that most people are in denial that they're being abusive. Most people don't even recognize they have a problem. Well, I show her so how to make... what is it that tips... I show her how to make a list of everything she's everything she's heard him say to her, and so Uh so then I show her how to do in the intervention how to ask him to uh, to uh, uh, not to tell her what she is and things and so forth. And here's some examples, and she can read off two or three hundred or a hundred or fifty things he said to her. And you are, you think you're this, you're trying to do that, you know that, you don't know that, you know, and so on. But it'll be very clear. And he will, and every sentence she's heard, if he says, I've never said any of those things, she'll say, oh, well, I heard them from you. Do you promise you'll never say them again? Of course, he can't do that. Sometimes I will tell him, if you're in a two-party state, wear a GoPro camera and just turn it on when he comes in the room, you know. And uh, um, there's, so many, there's so many things to do, but verbal abuse is the just a so the first there. thing is to get the person to actually hear the list of things you've heard, and that begins to make a dent in the denial. Is that what's happening? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's, it's very clear because it's so. Um, um, it just gets to be very clear to the uh, abuser that because you know this, it's so commonly said. Um, you know, and then the other thing is prior to that immediately how to respond to verbal abuse. That's what's really important. So if you're told, oh, you want this, or you think you're so smart, or you need to straighten up, or you don't know anything, 
listen to what you just said and say, guess what? You're not me and you're not God, so you don't know what I want. Or think or now, feel here's or whatever. what I'm concerned about, because I've worked in the field of domestic violence and mm-hmm. worked in shelters for battered women. Often, I have seen the verbal abuse escalate when a woman tries to set the boundaries. Is there a safe no, she doesn't way talk to for him somebody about to boundaries. confront? Hold on a second. She is, Hold yeah. on a second. Hold on, Patricia. I have a different question. What I'm saying is, is there a way... Because when you say, hey, you don't get to talk to me like that. Oh, you don't say that. No, 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 no. Don't you ever say, don't you talk to me like that. Don't you ever say that Uh because you're giving orders then. You haven't even put a please with it. No, it'll escalate. What you do is you say, oh, hon, guess what? You're not me and you're not God, so you don't know what I want. If you'd like to know what I want, you can ask me nicely with your happy voice. And you have your gopro on or you have a recorder on so he can hear what you've just said and so and you have a recording of what he's just said so this is the only way if you respond immediately um if you're interrogated like where were you what were you doing why were you there why did you go there why didn't you go to the other store and you're still trying to answer the first question because let's say you went to the store and the cleaners you're trying to answer it if you're interrogated just say Please write down your questions, and I'll get back to you later. Then walk away. If you can, leave for 24 hours. But I talk to my mm. clients about establishing privacy first. Establishing now, privacy what do you mean first. by privacy? Privacy means you have your own password-protected phone. You pay your own bill on your phone. You have your own little checking account, even if you're just selling off your old clothes to put some money in it. You have... Uh, your account is connected to your P.O. box, and nobody knows. You pay cash with your P.O. box, so nobody knows now, that you've got the, the checking account. Now, what's the purpose of doing that, Patricia? You have, because Why then you, you need can to talk do that to lawyers, first? then you can talk to relatives, then you can, you can make a plan, then you can check out some of the um, shelters in your area if you have to. So There's what you're so many saying things. is that your person needs to be ready to flee this abusive situation should it if, escalate. If is it, that if what you're it accelerates, you have to be able to leave. And one woman, mm-hmm. and this was back in 1992 when the first book came out, she called me and she said her husband would start yelling at her a lot. And so she said, she told me this, I'll never forget it. She said, every time he yelled at me, um, I said, oh, you're yelling at me, and I disappeared. I went, I went away for a night or two nights or three nights, and so she got away. And after she said, after I left 12 times, he never yelled at me again. So hmm. that is the message. So a little behavior modification. Now, I yeah. still worry. I have to tell you, I still worry because I have seen so many of these situations escalate from verbal abuse to physical abuse, have you seen that pattern, or what would you I've say only about seen, the connection? You know, what is the connection between verbal and physical abuse? Well, the only reason you're phys- you're verbally abused is because your your mate, the abuser, has become angry because you didn't match his projection, and so if he can't silence you or stifle you, he's going to get angrier and angrier. So. The thing is, um, the people who call me, the first thing I ask them, has he ever been physical? 90% of the people who contact me with verbal abuse going on a lot have never had any physical assault or been pushed or shoved or anything physical. 
so that's good. If they have been, then it's a much more dangerous situation because it can accelerate, as you say. I think uh, one woman told me she had surveillance uh, throughout the house, and it's all on her phone, and she could see what was going on in every room in the house. So there's a lot of technology now that some people know how to use to keep uh, a record of everything. But the other God, thing is God, it sounds like a crazy way to live, though, to have to have surveillance you throughout your home. You have to get find a way. Well, because when there's ch- – see, most of them have children, so they have to build the record and they have to know – how to establish what's going to happen because the first thing he'll say is, is if you leave me remember he's projected into her if she leaves it's like she's killed him so his goal is always even if he's beat her up a hundred times he's going to stalk her you'd think he didn't like her but he goes after her why does he go after her because she's the rest of him but she has to build a record of what's ah, going on wow. because the first thing he'll say is if you leave I'll take the children Right, so, right, of course. There you go. I understand. So this yeah. is for legal documentation and legal protection. Yeah. But yeah, no one for should everything. have to live like that. That just no is one nightmarish. Should. That's why nightmarish. it's best if you notice that you, you, you know, you, we get it to the solution right away because um, it's, it's a terrible way to live. And unfortunately, once in a while, there will be somebody who's lived like this for many, many, many years. And... Um, a woman recently sent me an email, and um, she said over the last 20 years, um, um, she's she's lived like this and been ashamed to tell anybody. And that's really wow. sad, you know. That's really yeah. very, very sad. Well, my yeah, dear, I want to thank you, Patricia, for shining a light on a very dark problem. Once again, would you tell everyone the name of your most recent book and what email they should use to get hold of you? Well, I would say um, victory after victory over verbal abuse after you've left, so you can change all the negative thoughts. The best way to get a hold of me is go to verbalabuse.com. Look at the top of the page. It says Patricia Evans, and it has my private office phone number. So you can talk to me anytime. And if I miss your call, leave your number, I'll call you back. It will connect. I'll connect with anybody going through this problem because it's horrible. And it's just, and, and, and what is really weird and sad about the whole thing is the abusers always just feel attacked and justified because you don't match their mind, and they have no idea that they projected part of their psyche into you. There you go. Right. Right. Thank you, Mm -hmm. Patricia Evans. We so appreciate you shining a light on a very dark subject, and it's such a difficult and pervasive thing because I know there have been many years I have talked with women, worked with couples, where verbal abuse was certainly happening. And I think it's a very misunderstood topic. So now, everybody, you can understand it better. Grab Patricia's mm-hmm. book and do mark your calendar. Go to Eventbrite and grab your ticket to Tapping the Quantum Field, Mastering Four-Way Intention, that's Body, Emotions, Mind, and Spirit, because what I know is that the stronger we are internally, the more whole we are each internally, the less likely we are to either be in situations like this or be that person who can act right. like this. So join us. 
We look forward to seeing right. you on Dr. Saturday Brandon, with our special guest, you. Stephen Halpern. My pleasure. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you, Big thank you to Cliff Dunning, also our executive producer, and to all you modern lovers. Blessings. Go out there and love with your whole heart. <laughs>